You are now tuning in to the Braving Wander podcast. I created this space with you in mind, with the intention that you feel seen, heard, and understood, that you find resonance, giving you permission to be vulnerable as you continue to explore the depths of who you are. This season, we're going even deeper than we did before. I'm gonna use this space as a journal, taking you with me every step of the way as I rediscover parts of myself that have been lost, as I create the reality that I truly desire, as I heal, opening up sacred space for you to do the same. Now let's get into it. Welcome back to the Braving Wonder Podcast, my loves. I have missed you. I have missed you guys so much. It's only been a few weeks. I don't even know how long at this point, but it's only been a few weeks um, since I posted my last episode. But for those of you who have been here for a while, you know that I don't post every week. I don't create an episode every week. I love to do so intuitively. I do a lot of my work intuitively, and I didn't want that to change with this podcast. So I'm so appreciative to you guys who are riding with me, even though you don't get an episode every week or every couple of weeks. Because you know that when I drop an episode, it's always going to be a good one, no matter what. And I think this one is really good. So get comfortable, grab your coffee, get your tea. If you're listening to this in the evening, grab some wine, whatever it is, get comfy because this one is really, really good. And there's so many gems in this one that I want to share with you. So quick life update. If you are not following me on social media, why aren't you following me on social media again? at Braving Wander. Um, If you're not on my email list, why aren't you on my email list again? (laughs) Head to my website to sign up, bravingwander.com. And if you don't know me personally, which is fine, (laughs) um, then you don't know that I moved to Houston. Yes, I said it. I moved to Houston, Texas, two weeks ago from today, actually. And it feels like it's been a month because this week or this past two weeks have been super hectic. I've been doing so much training, so much work. And um, let me let me just tell you all about it. First of all, I have been building Brave and Wander since 2018, right? And from the very beginning, it looked very different when I started building this platform, building this brand. And I'll get more into my um, intentions with with uh, Brave and Wander a little bit later because it's part of the you know the big juicy stuff. But I've been building this for a while, and it looked very different in the beginning. But once I started getting into my one-on-one coaching, my breathwork facilitating, um, being a sound therapist, that's when the world basically came crashing down, right? We were all still dealing with, with this pandemic. And because of that, all of my work has been virtual, right? Most of my trainings have been virtual. Um, speaking with my mentors, all of that has been virtual. All of my clients, my breathwork facilitations, my sessions, all of these things have been virtual. And I love that we've been able to access that that part of, you know, using the World Wide Web. However, what I've realized, it created some sort of a disconnect. You know, you guys know that community is really big for Brave and Wander. It's one of our top pillars, right? Community is huge for us. I love to um, share. I love to storytell. I love when we relate to one another. And community is the way to do so, right? A way for us to know that we're not alone, that we're fully supported, that we're all, we always have someone there, so on and so forth. You get it. Community is big. And it was great to have this 
online community, but I was craving something more. I, I can't lie. I really wanted to connect with people in the physical. So at the beginning of the year, I started looking for opportunities where I could take my work um, offline, partially offline, and get back to doing work in the community with people in the physical, people I could hug and speak to face-to-face. -face. I was really, really craving that. And I felt, felt like that connection was really important for my growth, but also the growth of Brave and Wander. So here we are. I got an offer to work with a studio down here, a meditation studio, current meditation. And I moved down here on the 18th and I literally got here and hit the ground running. I've been training and I've been leading classes and all of this fun stuff, meeting some amazing people who are from Houston, who have been traveling to Houston. And it's been really, really fun. I love it so much. Um, and I love that I get to add to my skill set. I get to add to my experience and I can still come back to Brave and Wander and share. Still come back to Brave and Wander and do the work that I've that I've been doing and honestly kind of expand my work with Brave and Wander, which I'm really looking forward to seeing how it grows. So if you are in the Houston area or maybe you're around Houston, come see me at Current Meditation. We're having a lot of fun. We do aerial meditation. Um, and sound bowls and gongs and all of that fun stuff. It's been really interesting and I've been loving it so far. Has it been taking up a lot of my time? Yes, but I'm still trying to get settled, still trying to find my way around Houston and um, find a place to stay, all of that non so uh, not so fun stuff, but we are getting there. Everything is moving uh, smoothly so far. So I'm really excited to see what this chapter of my life is gonna bring for my life personally, and then, but also for Brave and Wander. So with that said, I wanna get back into what we've been talking about for the past couple of weeks, especially if you are on my email list. I highly encourage you to get on my, um, my email list. All you gotta do is go to bravingwander.com and you'll be able to sign up that way. And once you sign up, you'll also get like a free gift, which has been really beneficial for the people who have signed up through my website. So go ahead and do that. I'm gonna leave the link in the show description so you can just click on it and um, get on the list immediately because we go deeper into um, not only what we talk about on the podcast, but tips and um, resources and you know just client feedback and things that can be helpful for you and your healing journey. So what we've been talking about is healing our inner teen. Now, a few episodes ago, I talked about how it was something that I felt the collective was just coming to terms with. Like, we had spent so much time talking about healing our inner child that we almost skipped the part about our inner teen, right? Or maybe we didn't even think about it, right? I, because it just dawned on me maybe a few weeks ago, I want to say maybe around February when I was like, wait a second, what about my inner teen? And thinking about that reminded me of so many things, but this one thing in particular. What was my intention with building Braving Wander, right? Every time I sit down to think about what my inner team needed, I remember that that is the reason why I built this platform in the first place. My initial intention with Braving Wander is very different from what it looks like now. At some point, it's gonna go back to that initial intention and I'm gonna expand in that way but I wanted to build this platform for girls um, in their teens, right? Who um, 
I wanted to be who I needed when I was a teen, if that makes sense. I mean, like, obviously it makes sense, right? I wanted to be who I needed when I was a teen. I'm thinking about all of um, not just the drama I was going through, but the um, inner turmoil I was going through. How do I process everything I'm dealing with, right? Internally, spiritually, mentally. How do I process that? And when I think about what I've talked to you guys about, I'm trying to heal my inner teen. A lot of those resources I felt were blocked off for me, right? I couldn't reach out to those resources. There was a lot of trauma, a lot of toxicity and dysfunction that were tied to all of these resources that really should have been available to me, right? And it's fine that it wasn't, right? Because I was like, at some point, I'm going to find who I need. And it turned out that I became who I needed. And I'm sure you guys have heard this maybe on TikTok, maybe just from talking to friends, I have become who I needed when I was a teen. And the full circle moment of that realization really, it touches my heart because I I wanted to be that for other girls, right? So I created Braving Wander. And in turn, I am now healing my inner teen by being the exact person that I needed. So yes, I'm being this person and yes, I have this platform for teens, right? But I'm also healing my inner teen by doing this work because again, this is who I needed when I was younger. I needed this person who was going to, um, who's going to tell me that it was okay to feel, who's going to tell me and show me um, that it was okay to express myself, how to effectively express myself, who was going to teach me that self-love was really important and that I needed to put myself first and that it was okay to be selfish and that it was okay to do the things I loved. It was okay to create the way I wanted to create. It was okay to love my body. And that was a huge one for me growing up. I really needed someone to tell me that um, I was enough just the way I was and I didn't need to overexert myself to look for love in other places. So I'm so proud of what I've created because I know that um, I'm that person for a lot of people, but what really brings me so much joy is that I'm that person for myself. And I really want you guys to sit back and think about who you needed. I'm going to give you guys a second, right? Think about who you needed when you were a teen. Let me sip some coffee really quick. Who did you need when you were a teen? And are you that person now? I believe that a huge part of healing our inner teen is being that person for ourselves right now. So really, I'll get more into this later because I love to give you guys some takeaways and some homework, but let's really um, sit and think about who we needed and what we needed. Because you might find out that you are who you needed this whole time. I think it's important that we continue talking about our inner teen Because the way the collective is shifting, healing our inner teen, I think is directly correlated to how we are moving in this world. I mean, obviously, right? Because all time is happening at the same time or whatever that saying is. Um, What is that movie called? Um, Everything, everywhere, all at once. I really need to see that, by the way. I've heard some amazing things. But it's, it's, it's like that, right? Everything is happening all at once. So there are things I'm doing for myself now that my inner teen is so happy about. 
and it's beyond my self-care. It's really taking care of my body, loving my body, feeding uh, my body what it needs, fixing my relationship with food. I, I feel like I spoke about last week is a really big one for me, showing myself love and um, forgiving myself. And this is, um, I'm going to get into what the main part of this, this episode is right now. Being a better friend and redefining my friendships, that has been a major part of my healing experience for the past, I want to say at least three weeks, where things are coming up about friendships. And not just people being friends to me, but who I, who am I to other people? How am I showing up for my friends? I really had to sit and think about what I was allowing in my friendships. It doesn't matter what type of relationship you're in, whether it's a relation, it's a mother-daughter relationship, father-daughter, father-son, maybe you're just best friends, cousin, sisters, intimate relationships, it doesn't matter. It's important that you sit and think about how you are showing up in these relationships. And what I was realizing was that I was doing exactly what I did as a teen when it came to friendships, when it came to relationships, overexerting myself, doing things maybe out of my comfort zone, doing things in the long run that wouldn't benefit me, right? I was doing these things because I wanted people to see me as that friend. I wanted people to love me and I wanted people to be able to count on me and say, Stacey, yeah, that's a good one. And now, you know, I want her around. So I was, you know, crossing my own boundaries. I was allowing things that I wouldn't, or I told myself I wouldn't allow simply because I don't want people to be mad at me. I want people to be my friend, right? And because of that, I've seen the effects come up in the past few weeks where I've given so much of myself, but there's no reciprocity, right? People are not showing up for me the way that I thought they would or the way that I wanted them to. And there's a huge, and I, and I, and I think we really need to sit with that, or I really needed to sit with that. Why? Was I expecting people to show up in a specific way when I knew that they probably weren't going to, right? Just because I poured out so much to them, so much care, so much love, so much support, I was expecting the same thing back. Now, is this uh, is this a topic of um, redefining our expectations or not really having expectations at all for our friends? Should we have expectations for our friends, right? And what do those expectations look like? I really had to sit with all of this. Should I expect people I call my friends to show up for me in specific ways? And should I have different expectations for different friends? And this is where I started to think about tiers of friendships. And it's really okay, right, to have tiers. And not just of friendships, but just of relations in general. People you call friends. I think we're at a point where we're using that term so loosely now. Everyone is not your friend. And I'm laughing just because... I want, I want to be inclusive, right? I want to have people and I want to support people. I want to create this community. But that doesn't mean I can label everyone as a friend. So I had to then start thinking about tiers of relations. Who is a friend? Who is someone I just call every so often and kind of have a good laugh with? And that's it. Who are the people I can then travel with? Who are the people um, when I'm crying and I need that support, that emotional support, that they're going to give it to me? Who are the people who are going to show up for me when I'm not asking them to show up for me, right? And once I come up with all of these tiers and come up with all of these expectations, so to say, for each of these, then I can really um, be more comfortable or um, 
it allows me to move smoothly and easily through these relations when I know that, okay, this person in particular did not show up for me in X, Y, or Z way, but that is okay. Why? Because they're not really a friend, right? They're just that person I talk to every so often. And guess what? That is okay. You know, I had a really big talk with someone who, um, someone is who I do talk to often, right? About expectations. And she really made me realize, because she said something to me that almost hurt me, but it, it, um, it helped me. She said, but why would you think that I would do that? Now, that sounds pretty harsh, but I love the honesty in that question. Why would you think I would do that? Why did you have that expectation of me? So I really sat back and I said to myself, wow, she's right. Why did I have that expectation of her? Why do I hold all of these people in my life to this high standards? Not everyone belongs there. Not everyone belongs there because you have to understand that when you are holding everyone to this high expectations, you, you two are giving um, a certain level of energy to these people, right? I had to understand that one, I couldn't, I couldn't give all that energy to all of these people. And number two, I couldn't expect all of these people to get that same energy to me. So why did I think she would do that? Why did I think she would show up for me that in that way when she has probably, most likely, has shown me in the past that that's not the type of relationship that we have? So I sat with that. We had a really great conversation. I was so grateful for her for asking me that because it wasn't out of malice. I think she really, I think she really, um, you know, she cares for me, but she wanted me to know that I care for you, but we we're we're in this space and you're expecting me to be over here on the right, but yet we're meant to be over here on the left. So if your inner teen is asking that you reevaluate relationship, that you begin to redefine who you need as a friend and what a friend is and what your tears look like. Who's an associate? Who's someone who you, who you just hang out with at brunch? Who's a person who we can cry to? Then we begin to shift our expectations. We begin to shift our standards and you know how we show up for these people and how these people, um, how we ask these people to show up for us. Because what I realized again that in a, as a teen, I I wanted everyone to love me, so I did the absolute most. And when they didn't do the absolute most for me it crushed me, it broke my heart. And I didn't understand why um, I would give so much to someone and they wouldn't give anything back. But reciprocity is something huge for me this year. And I believe I stated it, whether or not on social media to myself, rest and reciprocity. If you cannot give me what I have been giving you, then guess what? I'm just going to meet you where you are. And that's what I told this particular friend I'm, I'm speaking of. I said, you know what? I had you up here and I was showing up for you up here. But at some point I realized that you were down here. So instead of expecting you to kind of come up here where I was, I'm going to meet you where you are. If you could not meet me where I was, I'm going to meet you where you are. And does that mean that that relation has been damaged? No. If anything, I feel like the relation has been strengthened now because we know where to meet one another. We're, we, we, we're on the same page at this point. So have these conversations. It may sound really tough, but these conversations are so important. How are you showing up for people and how are they showing up for you? If they cannot meet you where you are, it is okay to go down and meet them where they are. 
as long as you're having this conversation of saying, hey, listen, I tried to, you know, I, I waited for a long time for you to come up here and kind of show it for me in these ways, but you're not. So I'm just going to show it for you the way you show it for me. And that can be a really healthy conversation if you are communicating effectively. And I'm really appreciative to this friend who we've been, we, who we've been friends for a long time, right? Um, I'm appreciative that we had the conversation. I think it's probably one of the realest conversations that we've had. And we have a, a lot of real conversations. This isn't someone that I'm, I kick it with all the time, but it's definitely somebody who we call each other and we, we, we chat and we check in, you know, and we kind of update each other and we have deep discussions on, you know, global stuff and, you know, um, celebrity stuff, whatever. But we are having conversations, but now I know exactly where to meet her. And we can be better friends to one another. And now my heart doesn't have to be broken. You know what I mean? Because she's told me, hey, listen, I can't show up for you like that. I cannot show up for you like that. So please don't expect me to. However, I can check in every so often. I am going to be that friend that sits on FaceTime with you for a few hours every so often. And we can have a kiki. We can talk. We can update one another. And that's where I am. So I was like, you know what? I appreciate that. And I'm going to honor you in that way. Thank you for being honest with me. Thank you for communicating with me. And also the level of communication that we have, the level of effective communication really goes to show that, you know what? She she does want to be my friend, right? But this is how much she can give me. She can't give me 100. She can give me 65. And if if every single time she gives me 65, I cannot be mad at her. I can't be mad at her that she can't give me 100. If she says 65 and she always gives me 65, I think that she's showing up in the exact way that she said she's showing up. And that is what I love. And that is and that is how I want to continue uh, moving forward, not just with her, but with other people. This is where we are in our relationship. This is the definition of this um, this union here, whether it's friendship, whether it's intimate, whether it's brother, sister, 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 mother, daughter, whatever it is. This is where we are. This is how I can show up for you. Because anything more than this, it's not going to be genuine. It's not going to be authentic. And guess what? Moving forward, all I want is authenticity. All I'm asking for is genuine connections. So let's meet each other where we are. Let's 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 um have a conversation about what we can offer one another. And you know, she's not the only friend I've really had to sit and think about um, what friendship meant, you know. I had to redefine a good amount of friendships. And these are conversations that I have to have moving forward because we're only accepting reciprocity, guys. We are no longer giving, giving, giving without receiving. Healing my inner teen also means being okay with receiving because I gave so much of myself to, um, to other people without expecting them to show up for me, right? So I, I, part of my healing process is saying, Stacey, it's okay if you don't give all the time and it's okay if you receive sometimes. It's okay if people show up for you. Okay, so I wanna move on to something else that is really big for me now. Acting as if you already have it. I put that in a really weird way, but um, acting as if it already is. I saw on TikTok, you guys love, I love when I say that. My friends hate it sometimes. Let me tell you, 
I learned a lot on TikTok. Do not sleep on TikTok. TikTok University is a real thing, okay? <laughs> but I saw a, a TikTok video where the guy, and I'm sure you guys have I've heard about this, he created a character. And he said he was going to be this character for 30 days. Now, this character was somebody he, um, I guess his future self, right? Who he envisioned himself to be. And he gave this character a name and age characteristics and all of these things, a lifestyle. And um, woke up every day and decided to be this person. Now, the goal is to then become the person that you, you know, you desire to be, right? So what I realized is that I already did this which is kind of cool. And I was talking to my friend Chantel. Shout out to the homie Chantel. Um, go check out her podcast. Chantel says it's really, really dope. I actually have an episode with her and she has an episode with me on this one too. So go check those out. But um, I was telling my friend Chantel that I, a few months ago, created a schedule for myself, right? This is when I was still back in Jersey and I was just had a few breathwork sessions here and there. I had a client here and there. But my schedule was not the way I would have desired. So what I did was I woke up one day and I just created a schedule, a random ass schedule for a month in this year. And I wrote it out as if these were things that were already on my calendar. Eight o'clock, this is what I'm doing. 12 p.m., this is what I'm doing. On Thursday, this is what I have planned. On Sunday evening, this is the meeting I have. On Monday morning, this is the podcast I'm creating. Like I did all of that. I wrote everything out pen to paper pen to paper, I wrote everything out, what my calendar, what my day-to-day would look like. And when I tell you I woke up one morning last week and realized that I was basically living out that schedule, the aha moment, let me tell you, because the way I shouted at Chantel, I was like, listen, do you know what I just realized? That the things I've written down on my calendar are things I'm doing right now. So why don't we all get in character? Who is the person that you desire to be, right? Create this character. Create this higher version of yourself. If you want to give them a new name, go ahead, do so. What do they wear? What time do they wake up? What are they eating and drinking? What is the work that they do? What does their day-to-day life look like? How do you want this person to feel? Who is in this person's inner circle? What does this person do for fun? Write all of this out. Maybe write out what their day-to-day looks like. Maybe do what I did and take a whole month, because I did this for a whole month. I wrote out a schedule for one whole month. Maybe go ahead and do that. And then wake up the next day and begin to live that life for 30 days, 30 days or more. And let's see the shift that begins to happen. This is eclipse season. Let 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 me get into that really quick. Eclipse season is going to shift a lot for us. We're already in an age where a lot of people are beginning to redefine how they view work and productivity and how important rest is and all of that stuff, right? Now eclipse season is really going to propel everything that we've been focused on. So if you want to be incorporating rest, if you want work to look different, if you want your work-life balance to be to have a shift, if you want your lifestyle to, to be different, to be changed, do it right now. Begin to act as if it already is. Because again, like I say, I'm going to say probably say this every single episode. All time is happening right now. So act as if. Act as if it already is. And that is part one of the homework for this episode. Guys, 
I'm giving out homework and you guys are actually responding and I'm obsessed. I'm loving it so much because all of this stuff is really helping us document our healing journey, document our transformation. You can go back and you can look and see, wow, look at all of this stuff I wrote out. Look at all of this stuff I processed, right? So two things for today. We talked about our inner team, right? So are you the person your inner team needed? And if you don't think you're that person yet, write out all of the things that your inner team needed, right? And then write out, this is the second part, your character. Again, who are they? What do they wear? What do they eat? What do they do? What does their life look like? Who did your inner team need? And are you that person? And this life that you want to create, what character is this person? Who, who is this person? What does this person do? All of that fun stuff. Write it out. I'm going to leave a question. If you're on Spotify, you'll be able to see that. And I'd love to see your responses because I think this is really fun. You can change your life in 30 days. And I'm looking forward to seeing all of the um, all of the transformations and all of the healing that comes through once realizing um, who it is that your inner child needs and stepping into that role genuinely and authentically and with love and grace. All right, guys, looking forward to your responses. I will see you next time.